We are on the very bottom of Ches Amabez 8b4 in the Art School Gemara. In the last recording, we presented this new opinion of a Rebbe. We have this dispute between Rebbe and the Rabbanon, Rebbe and the first opinion that we had a while back, with regards to what is the source for the idea that there is a Petur Tzara, that there is an exemption on the co-wife, and that there is no Mitzvah Yibam for the co-wife of uh, a sister-in-law who is also an immediate relative. And so Rebbe had a whole different way of understanding these sources, and they had a different a source for this idea. And so what the Gemara has been doing is trying to understand, well, if he has a different source, so then what does he do with the other sources, the other sources of the first opinion? What does he do with those extra words or these extra letters? So the Gemara now continues with this, and they're going to ask, what does he do with the extra word, Aleha? The word Aleha, which is found with regards to uh, the prohibition to marry and have relations with your sister-in-law. It has that, that extra word, Aleha. What is that extra word coming to teach us? And so what the Gemara is now going to do for the next uh, next couple of recordings is going to explain what that extra word is used for, and it's going to elaborate on that. And so it's really, that word is used for a totally different context. Nothing to do with Yibum or Yivamos, nothing to do with that. Aleha is really used not for Yibum, but it's really used for a totally different area of law. It has to do with bringing korbanos, bringing sacrifices. There are different types of sacrifices. Uh, and one of the types of sacrifices is a sin offering. Even within a sin offering, there are different types of sin offerings. What we call a korban chatos. There are different types of sin offerings. Uh, and they have different laws. They have different animals often, uh, depending on the sin, on the sin uh, with different laws that are involved with uh, each offering. And so just uh, to name a few of these offerings, there's the own individual offering uh, that one brings for his own sin. Uh, there's an, a separate offering when a community as a whole, they make a mistake uh, in terms of what the law is as a community, and so therefore they violate a sin. Uh, so then that's a separate offering. If the Kohen HaMashiach, if the anointed Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, if they make a mistake also in regards to the law and therefore they violate the law, that's a different type of an offering. And then when it comes to idolatry, those that also have different offerings. There's also different types of offerings for different types of sins when it comes to idolatry. There's an individual person who, who commits idolatry that has one type of an offering. And then there's a different type of an offering when it's a communal, uh, when, it's a, when the community... Uh, as a whole, the majority of the city, uh, they commit idolatry together. So then that is also a different type of offering. So without getting into all the details of which animal you bring, which the Gemara will uh, explain, uh, the the point of the Gemara and the point of the extra word of Allah is really to teach us one idea. Uh, that one idea is to teach us that when you bring an offering, any of these offerings, you only bring them First of all, when it's an unintentional, you only bring these offerings if it's an unintentional sin. You didn't intend it to sin. Either you made an error in calculation in terms of the halacha, the law. You made an error in terms of the law. Or it was just, you knew what the law was, but it was unintentional. You, you didn't mean to violate the law. So those are the only times that you would bring a sacrifice, a sin offering sacrifice. And that's number one. And number two... 
is that it's only for a severe violation. It's only we only bring these offerings if it's a a sin offering, if it's a korban chatas uh, for a kares. If you were to do it intentionally, it would have a severe punishment of kares of an early death, either by the court system or by Hashem. And if it's not a severe a punishment, if it was done intentionally, so then if you do it unintentionally, so then you wouldn't bring a korban either. Uh, so you would not bring you would not bring a korban if it was done unintentionally. Okay, and that's really the point of the Gemara. And the Gemara is going to try to prove according to Rebbe what's his source for this idea. It comes from Aleha, the beginning of the source. It's going to go through all the different types of sacrifices and it's going to prove how from Aleha, the word which is used by the sister-in-law, which does have that severe punishment of kares, um, and that's really going to be, the, the that word is used also in a different context when it comes to the sin offering, so that same word is used, and so therefore we, we could connect the different laws to tell us that a sin offering is only brought if it's such a severe punishment, where if it was done intentionally, you would get kares, you only bring it if it was in, unintentional, if it was a mistake, uh, but the, it, it's only brought for a, for a sin where if that sin is a, a very severe sin, where if it was done intentionally, it would have kares, because of the extra word of Aleha, which is found by the sister-in-law. And then once we come on to that, the Gemara is going to go ahead and prove uh, for all the different sin offerings, there's different connections from different words. So we're not going to go into the details of the different psukim of the verses, but uh, there's there's different words which uh, connect different sin offerings together to tell us that it's not just with regards to one sin offering, but with regards to all these different types of sin offerings, it's only if it's A, unintentional, if it was a mistake, and B, it was a severe sin that's deserving of kares. Okay, so let's see the Gemara inside. Rebbe, hi Allah, my What does Rebbe do with the extra word of Aleha, which is found in the context of the sister-in-law? We need it for the following. Based in it. If the if the this is a type of sin offering where the based in the actual Sanhedrin, the court, they make a mistake. So then they have to bring also an offering, but they also only bring the offering if it was a mistake, if it wasn't intentional, and they make a mistake in the ruling, and then people go ahead and violate it, and and it's only if it's a mistake which leads to karis, which leads to a severe punishment of karis if it was done intentionally. And so too with regards to the offering of the Kohen HaMashiach, the anointed Kohen, moving on to Tesem and Aleph, the Lord is and also when it comes to a sin offering for idol worship, a public form of idol worship, also it needs these two conditions. And the Mishnah also says, the Mishnah says that for all these sin offerings, it's only if it's unintentional, A, and B, if it's a severe sin. So the Gemara asks, and the, they describe the details of the different animals that you bring. Menon, immediately, how do we know the source? What's the source of this idea? The verse says that you know about the sin that you committed, but the point is that he uses the word Aleha in that context. Rebbe, Omer Rebbe, when we're trying to understand Rebbe, what is used with the word Aleha by a sister-in-law? Namar, Aleha. It says Aleha with regards to sin offering, and it says Aleha with regards to the sin of of uh, marrying your sister-in-law. 
In that context, it's specifically with regards to Kares. The sister-in-law, the violation is Kares. So that's how we know uh, with regards to this type of a sin offering that it has, it's only with its Kares. And then that's Eshachon Tzibor. That, that verse uh, of Aleha by the sin offering is only with regards to the communal sin, where the community as a whole they sin. Mashiach Menalan. How do we know that it applies to an anointed Kohen? Because when it comes to the, the Mashiach, when it comes to the anointed, Mashiach means anointed, uh, to the anointed Kohen, that it says the words, that the Kohen, he represents the community. So if the community brings an offering only of this type, so too the one who commits this type of a sin, who commits a sin, uh, who represents the community, the Kohen, the priest represents the community, he's a leader for the community, so there's a connection between the two, and it's also if it's unintentional and if it has a severe punishment of karis. What about an individual sin offering? What about a nasi? Not uh, a high priest, but a nasi, the leader. It's based on two words, two words that connect to other sin offerings. And so there's a certain connection between them to tell us that the same rule applies. And it repeats the line of the mission that says that also with regards to idol worship, it's only if it's kares. If it's a violation of kares, all idol worship is a violation of kares if it's the normal form of an idol worship. If you do the normal process of idol worship, so then that would get kares. What doesn't get kares is if you do different forms like uh, if you give a hug to the idol worship, which is not viewed as part of the normal process. It's not part of, part of the normal sacrificial offering uh, process. Uh, if, if it's not the normal one, it's still a prohibition, but it doesn't get such a severe punishment. But how do we know that you only bring a korban chatas, you only bring a sin offering, if you violated in the idol worship in the normal process through which is a violation of karis. How do we know that? So the Gemara says because with regards to a communal idol worship, so that has certain words which connect the two. How do we know for individuals, for individuals, or if it's the Nasi, if it's the leader, or the Kohen, the Hamashiach, the anointed Kohen? That's because we have in that verse which says that you bring a Korban, it doesn't say specifically Karis, but we learn that out because there's an extra word, letter Vav. There's a Vav which says and, so it's connecting it to the bottom, it's connecting the two paragraphs together, and just like one sin offering is only if it's a severe sin offering, severe punishment, uh, so too. Uh, when, if it were to be done intentionally, again, just to repeat, you only bring a sin offering if it was done as a mistake, unintentionally, but it has to be a sin which has the severity uh, in which, if it was done intentionally, it would have a severe punishment of karis. Okay, and so we prove it from all these different connections of different words that with regards to all these sin offerings, it's a karis and it has to be done unintentionally. Avrabanan. So that fits all within Rebbe. So we have this whole ping pong game. This fits within Rebbe. And this is, these are his sources. What do the Rabbanan do? What do the Rabbanan, the rabbis, what are their sources? How do they know that when it comes to sin offerings, it's only if it's a very severe sin? So we say, Because we have this extra, we have this uh, statement, we have this verse, 
which says that it's one Torah for those that committed a sin by mistake. There's one Torah, and then in the next verse it says, The the, there's uh, two verses, one right after another, and so there's a connection between the uh, this, the korban that you bring for any sin offering and for the avodah zara for idol worship. So just like when it comes to idol worship, it's only if it's a severe sin that's deserving of kari. So too, when it comes to other sins, because the verse says that it's Torah Achat, it's all one Torah, it's only when it's um, a very severe sin, just like idol worship, it's only when it's a very severe sin, so too when it comes to other sins. So the Gemara says, Eshachan Yochad Benasi Mashiach, Bein Ba'avodis Kachov and Bein Bishar Mitzvos, Tzibor Ba'avodis Kachov Minayin. So I understand the Torah Achas tells us that when it comes to an individual, or for the Nasi, the, the leader, or for the, the Kohen who's anointed, uh, that it has to be a very severe sin, whether it's idol worship, whether it's a different uh, sin, that makes sense. But where is there a source for a communal, when it comes to the community, if they do idol worship, that it's also uh, when it's such a severe sin? It comes from the extra Vav. We had that same Pasuk earlier with regards to Rabbi, but it comes from the extra Vav, and Vav means and, to connect the top to the bottom. Uh, to tell us also that it also has uh, a sin offering only if it's a very severe sin. That's with regards to Elotzibor B'Shar Mitzvah Minal, and that's only with regards to this a, a sin offering of a communal sin that they commit with regards to idol worship. How do we know? What about when the community sins at a whole with regards to other mitzvos? Yalef Me'ene Ene. That's from two words that are connected, Me'ene Me'ene, to tell us uh, that... Uh, that the words connect tell us that the sin offering also, when it comes to the community, when they sin as a whole, uh, so then they also only bring in offering if it's a very severe sin. They commit a very severe sin. Okay, that is the recording for today. The main idea here, they're trying to derive it from different connections uh, within the different verses, but the main idea here is to tell us that when it comes to sin offerings, you only bring a sin offering if it's A, it's unintentional, if it was a mistake, and B, if it's the violation of a very severe sin. I will also, on the uh, WhatsApp group, uh, share a picture just to a chart which just describes everything that we just said and where everything is derived from. And that chart is from, uh, it's from Art Scroll.